This episode of the Bamboo Pastors Podcast has been brought to you by the Growth Center for Church and Mission. The Growth Center has established the Entrepreneurial Ministry Leader, a ministry ecosystem which brings together pastors, ministry leaders, and marketplace leaders who are finding creative ways to utilize their faith and their talents to bring the gospel to the cities and communities they live in. Check them out at thegrowthcenter.com. Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host, John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table. All right. Welcome back to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. John, good to see you. Always good to talk with you. How are you doing? Hey, Jalen, it's good to see you too. And uh, as you can tell, I am in the basement of the house I grew up in, which means that I am back in the Chicago area for the next couple of days. Super excited to be back here. Finally, um, seeing friends and family eating good food. So yeah, it's been it's been good. You know, I, I don't know if you're like me, but oftentimes when I take a little bit of a break, I like to I don't want to have to think about work stuff while I'm on vacation. So mm-hmm. I tried to get all of my responsibilities finished ahead of time this week so that I could kind of just have the next few days to rest. And so I ended up recording a sermon yesterday um, that's for two Sundays from now and recorded it ahead of time. So it, it feels good to have that done and now be able to be back and enjoy everything. But yeah, it's good to see you. How are, how are you doing? How's the family? Yeah, we're we're uh, we're glad that you're back. I know we're gonna do a, a socially distant uh, meetup tomorrow, so I think we're excited for that. Our our kids don't know that you're gonna stop by tomorrow, but they're they'll be really excited to see you. Uh, we're doing well. Uh, you know, just in the life of our church, just a, a exciting time right now. Uh, most of the English congregation in our church is made up of families, and so we've got two new babies that are coming in in the next few months uh, in our church family. And then uh, there's another family actually that is bringing home their adopted son from Taiwan. Uh, And, you know, for those people who have gone through the adoption process, they know it's a long and drawn out process. And so for, for them, they're super excited. This is their, this is going to be their fourth child. Um, Their their first adopted child, but their fourth child. And so, um, you know, as a church family, we're really excited to kind of come alongside them, learn with them and, and go through that process with them. So, you know, just an exciting time for, for us at, uh, at our church. So, yeah, this, this is your church's church multiplication strategy. I see. <laughs> That's right. Just keep having kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, we're excited today to welcome our guest, Bob Wong. He is the English pastor at Chinese Christian Union Church in Chicago's Chinatown. Uh, he's been in full-time pastoral ministry for over 20 years, not all at CCUC. Some of it has been at CCUC, and we'll ask him about that. Um, but just a fun story about Bob. So I actually met Bob years ago, and I know he remembers this uh, because I was such a problem child. But, uh, you know, CCUC has a, a camp to do every year. And so one of the years that I was a camper at junior camp, their junior camp, Bob was my counselor. And uh, that was the only year that I attended camp, but he as a counselor left a strong impression on me. And so I'm grateful for his, his example 
not just at that camp, but, you know, in my time growing up at CCUC, sat under his leadership and his preaching. And so I'm grateful that he's here. And Bob, so, so glad that you've joined us for the podcast today. Hey, man. Thanks so much, guys. I'm honored and privileged to be here. Thanks for having me. And Jalen, man, I can't believe you remember that. I do remember you in my in my cabin um, for, for junior camp, man. And you know what? I got to tell you, even back then, man, I could see God's hand on your life. Um, I remember distinctly, there was a time where the guys in the cabin were doing something obnoxious. And I, and I had to bring that, I, I had to bring the hammer down on you guys, I had to do some discipline. And, and you know what, I didn't even bring it down hard. And I, oh, here's what I remember is I just started come going into it. And all of a sudden you pipe in, you say, yeah, guys, he's right. And you just started, you started laying into the guys, you started quoting scripture and you started, and I was like, I was like, man, I got to keep an eye on this kid. This, this, this kid, he might be a pastor someday. <laughs> awesome. So you heard, heard it here first, folks. This, that's when Jalen's preaching career began. He was probably in uh, junior high at the time, if I had yeah. to guess. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Bob, we're awesome. really glad that you're on the podcast with us. And I know both Jalen and I, we overlapped with you in our time at, at CCUC. I can't remember exactly if I was in high school or in college, but it was, it was quite a while back. So I was wondering if you could give us a, a quick, just like share your ministry journey with us. How did God call you in a ministry and where have you kind of been along the way um, before coming back to CCUC just recently? Sure, man. Well, I started full-time pastoral ministry way back when, when the dinosaurs were still roaming, man. Uh, back in uh, two, uh, 2000. Um, I started, uh, I served, my first pastoral ministry was at Chinese Christian Union Church uh, as the assistant pastor for the English congregation. I served in that capacity for uh, three years um, until uh, God called me uh, to serve at our sister uh, church, CCUC North. Um, and then I served in that capacity as the associate pastor or the English, uh, English congregation pastor there for six years until the Lord called me actually to serve in Canada, the great white north. Uh, I served as the executive pastor at, at a predominantly white church um, uh, there uh, for about two years before I transitioned to the role of lead pastor uh, at that church. Um, and then I did that for about four years. And then the Lord called me to uh, plant the church actually in Canada. Uh, did that for the last five years. Uh, and then eventually, yeah, the Lord uh, again called me back here to uh, Chicago, back serving uh, for the English congregation at CCC, where, where it all began. So I kind of feel like it's, it's full, full circle for me, man. And, and to see you guys, man, wow, it's, it's mind-blowing. That's, that's really incredible. I think just to hear the different places, the different stops that you've been at, uh, you know, both in a Chinese church and in uh, uh, non-Chinese churches. Uh, but for you back here at CCUC, why is it valuable? Why is it important for you to serve in a Chinese church? You know, I think for me, I mean, I, I certainly want to value my identity as a child of God being just part of a local church, you know, the grow in Christ. But I really, uh, what I really value uh, and esteem too is what's really important to me in being a, in a Chinese church is I want to be able to recognize my identity as well as a Chinese American, uh, you know, and I really feel 
uh, it's important for me uh, to embrace that uh, identity, as well as now that, you know, I'm husband, father, you know, with three kids, it's, uh, you know, really kind of important for me too to try to instill not only faith in them, but also our Chinese culture, uh, you know, to try to uh, help them grow in that capacity and love who they are in Christ, but also love uh, who God has made them uh, to be as, as, as Chinese. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I think just as you were talking about cultural identity and for, for Jalen and I, and, and you also, you know, growing up here as Chinese Americans, that's, that's, a huge piece of who we are. Um, and that, that cultural piece is being constantly redeemed by Jesus. And I think that's, that's why we have this podcast. We want to talk about that piece of, of our DNA. Um, but I I'm curious because, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had a guest on who was a pastor or who is a pastor in, in a Chinese church in Australia. And we know that you served when you were serving in Canada, that you were not at a Chinese church there, but I'm curious, were there Chinese churches near where you were serving? Did you have any interaction with them? And if you did, were there any significant um, differences or similarities between the Chinese churches in Canada and the Chinese churches in the United States? Unfortunately, not, man. There weren't many Chinese churches in the town that I was, uh, that the Lord planted me in, man, where, where we were at, there weren't many, uh, there weren't many Chinese people in that community. Um, not at all. I really tried looking around to see if there were any Chinese churches, if there were ways that we could kind of connect, but there really wasn't. Um, it was a predominantly, uh, well, the town that I was in, predominantly, I would say, um, a Dutch, uh, Dutch, Russian, um, predominantly white community. Uh, the other, I guess, 40% of that population was actually Indo-Canadian. Um, and so, um, that was really kind of cool. It was, it was a very uh, culturally diverse in, in that way of respect. Um, but the uh, Asians in that community would probably be Indo as well as um, Korean, uh, Korean, of Korean descent. Uh, but yeah, not many, not many Chinese. Uh, although within the last recent years, we started noticing in our community um, some Mandarin speaking in my, in my kids like grammar school. But when we first arrived, I mean, my kids were pretty much like the only Chinese kids in their in the, in the school. What was that experience like being, you know, a Chinese American leading a church that was predominantly white? Uh, what were some of the maybe the cultural challenges that you saw when you were doing that? You know, I was really blessed to be serving the church that I was at. You know, what I remember when I was candidating there. Um, and when Joseph and I, Joseph and my wife, we went to go and visit uh, that church. Um, and I, <laughs> I remember speaking, I got up I, and I spoke, of, you know, my message and I looked out at the congregation. I was like, man, <laughs> where the, where the, my wife and I, we just increased the, increased the Chinese demographic in their church by like 200%, <laughs> uh, you know, what, you know, and I remember speaking to the elders and, uh, and the deacons and, uh, the staff there, as we were talking and interviewing afterwards, I'm like, Hey guys, you know, just so that you, I don't know if you guys realize this, but I'm Chinese, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, do you guys uh, have any problem with that? Because as I look, you know, amongst the congregation, your church, it's mostly white. Um, and I just want to know, you know, I mean, do you think I'd be able to serve here effectively? Would there be a problem or issue with people here? 
And really what I really have found, especially um, uh, going out to the Pacific Northwest and in Canada, Vancouver area, um, in terms of, how should I put this, racism, I did not feel it as much as I must. Uh, and you know what? I didn't, I didn't really realize that until I got out there. I mean, I, I was born and bred in Chicago. Um, and I don't know. I didn't know anybody. But when I got out over there, it's hard for me really truly, truly to articulate. Yeah, people just treated me no different than anybody else, you know, and I, I didn't really pick up in terms of in, in un, some unspoken ways, I've kind of feel that people just, I mean, they obviously perceive me as Chinese and kind of treat me differently here in Chicago or yeah, that, that I've experienced growing up. Um, it's, it's a different experience. And I think um, culturally in Canada, so yeah, in, in, my, in my ability, I, I think to be able to serve that community I, they really didn't care if I was black, white, Chinese. Um, you know, they they loved me, supported me, um, uh, embraced me, my family, and made us feel part of their family and, and very welcome. We were really, really blessed and 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 fortunate for yeah for God's um, yeah amazing grace there. Uh, we've been blessed and to be able to serve in in really some truly uh, amazing churches. That's awesome. You know, I think you know as you said you know, for your girls being the only Chinese in their school, you know, I wonder if you've had conversations with them about what that experience was like, but I know for, you know, for, for my family moving from a multicultural church um, or multi-ethnic church back to a Chinese church uh, was, there was a, a intentional, there's intentionality for us to do that because of what you said earlier, helping our kids even understand their their cultural heritage, you know, what it means to be a Chinese American and to do that uh, with brothers and sisters in the faith who do look like them, who are going through this journey as well. And so I wonder if you could share with us that transition of returning back to, you know, a, a Chinese church and one that you've previously served in. What was, you know, what factored into that decision? How did that return happen? Uh, what was the transition like? I think the change of transition, I think, is really harder on my kids um, than me. Um, in, in all honesty, I think for them, uh, they grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood, white church, um, you know, where we were at. Um, if you're at all familiar with the Vancouver area too, it was the very first time when I went out to Vancouver and its surrounding uh, towns uh, uh, to where really for the first time, um, where you wouldn't be in a Chinatown area. Uh, it was the really first time where you look around, the majority of people there are Chinese. And I remember when my, uh, one of the first times we were out, we were at a, uh, like a, 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 at a, in a pretty large mall, not in a Chinatown or anything like that, but we went into this large mall and it was it was a sea of Chinese people there. It was the very first, and and we were hear, hearing, you know, Cantonese and Joseph's like, oh man, I miss, I miss hearing, I miss hearing Chinese. And my son, he turns and he and he, he turns and he says, he goes, Dad, there, man, there's there's way too many Chinese people here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, went, I turned, I'm like, 
I'm like, hey, son, you realize you're Chinese, right? <laughs> right? You know, and so I think culture shock wise, it's really, I think, and I'm thankful now that I am able to now introduce my kids to the Chinese culture, especially in Chinatown now. And man, for the record, Chinatown has changed over these, man, I haven't stepped foot in Chinatown. It's been close to like 17 years now, uh, really to be able to be there and see how it changed and different it, it really has become. Um, but you have to be able to introduce my kids there. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm really loving that. Of, of course, though, man, it's not the picture in the midst of this pandemic at all, what, what I thought that would look like. Um, but bottom line, I think for me personally, in my, in my calling, uh, you know, the comeback to church, especially a church that I had served at, um, you know, for me, it was really about just obedience. My, my, um, my experience as a pastor, what I feel is my calling as a pastor, is just obey God wherever he calls me to be. Um, I've certainly been blessed to be at, at different churches throughout my years uh, of ministry, uh, but I never really once ever kind of like passed my resume around or never was really kind of looking, uh, you know, for, for another church to really serve. You know, I figured, um, you know, when I, when I feel called to a church, I'm going to be there for as long as God calls me elsewhere. And if God's a big enough God, if he wants me elsewhere, he knows where to find me. Um, and so all my calls certainly was for, through invite, you know, so, and, uh, through the years, though, uh, when I was in Canada, uh, you know, CCUC, they had approached me in the, in the past, asked if I would consider uh, coming back and, and serving. Um, and, and I didn't, I don't take those lightly, those conversations lightly. And, and I said, well, you know, give me some time to think and pray about it before I say absolutely no, are you crazy? <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, but, you know, really, and those few times, um, certainly honored and privileged with, with the ask and humbled by it, certainly. Um, but those times that I was asked in the past, it was, you know, God affirmed, no, that's not, or, you know, uh, no. Uh, and so I was, you know, uh, felt comfortable and, you know, safe and secure and, and relieved that, okay, as long as I'm obeying God, I'm, I'm good. Uh, but this last time around, about uh, a little over a year or so ago, um, leadership from CCU again approached me and asked if I would consider, um, you know, and so I said, yeah, okay, well, let me, <laughs> let me, all right, give me some time, you know, let me, let me think and pray about it again. And I'll t talk to my wife, Josephine, too, and, um, and fully expecting God to say no again. But to my surprise, uh, the Lord really started prompting my heart, prompting Josephine's heart that, um, you know, yeah, I want you to, I want you to pursue more, uh, you know, and I'll reveal more. And so it was a, a long process, really a long process and, and struggle for us, uh, really, because I mean, we had, we started waving our, our Canadian flag, we became uh, Canadian citizens, and, you know, really, um, our hearts, uh, we were really thinking that, I mean, I'd be retiring in Canada, you know, I, I was, um, you know, we're in a, with our, in our church plant and, you know, we were thinking, yeah, we're there. And my son was transitioning, um, graduating from high school, going to college as well. Um, and so we were thinking, yeah, God was going to be having us here for a while, but the Lord, as always, <laughs> radically changes things. And, um, you know, really, um, it was a struggle for me in all honesty. Um, but I, I think uh, what the Lord really kind of uh, pressed upon me was, you know, are you, you know, how, you know, when you say you're willing to obey me, no matter what, 
uh, to really mean that <laughs> no matter what, uh, you know, I willing to, uh, you know, yeah, go back to, cause I've never thought, I've never thought beyond skies. I never thought I'd be serving in a Chinese church again. You know, I've been for the last 10, 11 years serving in a white community. And so they're done. I mean, going back to a Chinese church. Right. And so, um, the Lord, yeah. So like, okay, well, you, yeah, you willing to do that? Are, are you, are you willing to, um, yeah, put your kids, uh, your kids in their lives and their faith, uh, into my hands and, uh, trust me. Um, and man, that, that was, those are hard gut check, uh, questions to, to really, um, submit and surrender everything to God. Um, but yeah. And so I'm, I'm thankful though to be here. It's been difficult for sure. Would not recommend, uh, moving to another country amidst of a pandemic. <laughs> um, uh, but God's really been faithful and it's been a great, um, I, I feel like kind of like a homecoming for me being back in, at CCUC, being able to see a lot of faces, man, that I haven't seen in a long time, just privileged to see God's, um, man, the generations, um, uh, generations, man, uh, people there and the faithful work of, of the Lord there, people still serving, uh, still people loving God still. And now, now I'm the old guy in the room. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Uh, you know, I turned to look into these leadership meetings and looking around like, man, I, now I'm the old guy. I don't know how, how I become the old guy now. Um, but it's really cool. I'm like you guys, I'm to see you guys, uh, how God's worked in your lives and you guys are serving wholeheartedly. And man, it's just a blessing to see what God's done in CCUC and through CCUC and the generations of pastors that have been, uh, that have been uh, exported and sent out through CCUC, man. And I, I just feel privileged to be, be a part of that, uh, be a part of that, a small, small, small insignificant part of it, but certainly blessed to be, be a part of that again. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned that Chinatown has changed that this is the Chinatown in Chicago has changed significantly since you last were here. But I'm also curious, how have you seen the church that you're serving at change in that period of time? Because you've started there almost 20 years ago. Um, and now after over a decade away, coming back, has different aspects of the ministry changed? Has you know, what, besides just the faces, you know, some of these people that you probably knew as teenagers or college students that are now serving in leadership roles, besides that, what are other ways that you've seen the church change? Man, that's a hard, uh, really hard question. That's a great question. Um, I really kind of feel a little bit tied and, uh, I don't think the Lord's revealed completely all those things too, because we're in a pandemic. Um, it's real. I really don't, I, man, I feel like, I'm pastoring a church through a computer, <laughs> you know, and I'm preaching to uh, a camera and I don't get to see uh, and love on and, and the shepherd, just so many of God's people. Um, you know, I do feel, uh, yeah, tied uh, there. And so it's really, it's been a, a hard time during this season to really get a full uh, a gauge or assessment of, of where the ministry is at and where the church is at. Um, but I've, I've certainly been blessed, I think, to be able to see, um, I think the level in, of engagement, I think, uh, that God has promoted in the church, especially um, not despite of COVID, but because of COVID, 
I think the Lord has used that as a to light a fire um, in CCUC to say, you know what, we are going to be a, a physical manifestation and representation of Jesus Christ to the community of Chinatown and its surrounding uh, areas to, to meet the physical as well as spiritual needs of, of the people in such a time as this. And it's a, a privilege and a delight uh, to be able to see, you know, all God's people kind of coming together and saying, yeah, let's serve the community. And it's beautiful to be able to see the all three congregations coming together and seeing how we serve and are able to accomplish so much more together uh, rather than, uh, you know, English congregation, we'll do our own thing. Mandarin congregation, we'll do our own thing. Cantonese congregation, we'll do our own thing. But we really, especially for this uh, COVID relief, man, we really need to say we need everybody on board because, you know, the English people, we can't, we can't communicate with the, with the people in Chinatown. We need our Mandarin and our Cantonese brothers and sisters of the Lord to come serving alongside us. And so we've been from the English side, you know, had been doing a lot of the backhand, you know, back end grunt work, to, but, and the others have been forming in the other congregations, been able to form relationships and people have been coming to Christ, um, uh, new seekers groups. Um, and this, this is, for, you know, Mandarin and, and Cantonese congregation. And it's such an amazing, uh, amazing blessing to be able to see that, man. And so I, yeah, I think really a, a huge change that I've seen since I've become part of CCUC again, man, is the, a uh, real desire, I think, uh, of uh, CCUC to, to meet the real needs uh, of the people in Chinatown. That is not just about uh, Sunday morning uh, worship service. Yeah, I love hearing that. I think for both John and I, having grown up at CCUC, there, you know, and for any Chinese church, I think there's always going to be challenges between the the the, the different language congregations, right? And you know, there's there's cultural differences, of course. There are language differences, of course. Uh, and, and it's so encouraging to hear that there is this work that's being done as a, as a whole church, right? As you said, the Cantonese Mandarin and English congregation for you as the English pastor, what are some healthy ways that you've found that you're relating to and, and working alongside the Mandarin and Cantonese, uh, congregational pastors? What are some helpful ways of doing that? Uh, for me, man, I, I think, um, my mindset has always been uh, we're not divided by language. Um, I, f- I feel like we're all serving. We get the privilege, man, of serving together. Um, we might be able to perceive things or look at things differently or our approaches of things differently um, based on our just our cultural views and, and stuff like that. We're all coming with, with a different bias and, and things like that. But bottom line, we kind of get to, you know, serve together. So we're um, uh, we're in it together, um, you know, and, uh, for me, I kind of always kind of uh, approach it, uh, you know, let me, uh, <laughs> I, I forget that eat, eat, pray and serve, uh, you know, uh, uh you know, for, for me, it's always been about the meals. And so I always, um, figure out ways I've been blessed to be able to, you know, eat with, uh, my fellow brothers and sisters, you know, that are serving, uh, across congregation, uh, you know, and especially pastors, um, you know, I've, when I was at, at the, in Chinatown, as well as in, uh, at, at North as well, man, being able to eat with 
uh, and regularly eat uh, with lunch with the Mandarin or Cantonese pastor, you know, and just, you know, just this past uh, week, you know, the, we were, we were just laughing up and we were eating lunch together and we were, you know, uh, the pastor for the Mandarin congregation was talking about, he, he got to do a, a baptism and I was, you know, teasing him that how jealous I was that he's baptizing all these people. Uh, but then, you know, he was saying, he was saying that his, his, the, the, uh, the baptistry, man, it, it was, the, the water was so hot that when he got the, the elements, it was overheating it. And so when he got in there, he couldn't do the baptism. So we had to do it by sprinkling instead, you know, because we're, you know, CCUC, we're by immersion. But he said, man, it was so hot. I couldn't do that. There's a, but the good news is after the baptism, they got to do hot pot. <laughs> you know, that's, 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 so, I would just be able to joke together, just to be able to laugh together, um, really builds camaraderie, really builds community and really helps um, us, you know, and to be able to pray together as well and pray for them, uh, you know, for me to know, and you know, what's going on in their lives and say, I'm praying for you and, you know, pray and for me to share with them, ask the prayer for them and also to serve them and, you know, um, serve alongside them too and partner with them as God opens up doors and opportunities. Um, you know, I, I was kind of privileged, you know, to be able to be asked the server to speak, you know, in different Cantonese or Mandarin speaking events. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, you do realize I don't speak a lick of Mandarin or Cantonese, right? Um, but, you know, they're, you know, they're honoring me to come and speak. And I say, hey, if you're willing to have an English speaking dude come in, okay, sure, I'll, you know, I'll do it. Um, but yeah, and so hopefully we'll be able to build bridges and, and gaps. And in, because in, I do recognize, yeah, that historically too, there's definitely tension between English and Mandarin and, and Cantonese speaking congregations too, that I'd love to be able to help bridge gaps there. Yeah. I think that's so important. As you said, you know, building bridges and uh, table fellowship does wonders for, <laughs> for unity. Right. And absolutely. And, yeah. And I love being able to, to do that. Um, and, and I think you mentioned also praying with and, and for your congregational pastors, I think is so important. And that's something that, you know, I've found has been incredibly helpful over the years uh, in just relating to the other language congregational pastors, right? Is yeah. being able to hear that they are struggling with things that you might be struggling with as well. And being able to hear that, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, just being in ministry together in the same church, but having a different congregation that you're leading can kind of put you at odds sometimes, right? And when you are able to pray with and for that other pastor, it really breaks down walls. It really helps to mend fences. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I've seen a, a trickle down effect to where, you know, when I'm able to pray with, with our Mandarin pastor, that does have an effect on the rest of the congregation. They do, they, they, they see that and they recognize, Hey, we're not just talking about unity, but we're truly trying to pursue it. And, you know, I really appreciate just the effort that you put into and the relationship that you're desiring to build uh, just to be an example of unity, but also to, to really, you know, bring the church to work and serve one another together. Yeah, man, it's important for us, especially on the English side, man, to recognize that, uh, you, you know, not to create silo ministries. I think the temptation that we have is, you know, think, especially, you know, when you're in the midst of staff meetings or having conversations and, you know, they're talking about something that's going on in their congregation. The temptation is kind of think, oh, well, that's their stuff. That's their, you know, th what they're doing. And, 
has really nothing to do with me. And why should I even bother to have this conversation, whatever, you know, it's not wasting my time. But really, in the end of the day, you know, their win is is our win, uh, you know, that, um, you know, I get to be able to hopefully pipe in and the share from my experiences and to glean from their experiences and their wisdom and, and counsel and bounce off ideas too and pray for each other, pray for whatever's going on in their ministries and for them to uh, be able to share their successes and what God's done in there, man. I, I get to celebrate, you know, what God's doing in, in their congregations and yeah, that we're, again, man, all, all in it together. Yeah, you know, I think Jalen and I really love that perspective because we've we've seen and heard, um, you know, just the stories of um, churches where it was like church, multiple congregations in one building, but that was the extent of the partnership. It was just meeting in the same space, basically. And even though it's much messier and much more difficult, I think to to run together and to really partner together um, in the long run all the, all three congregations are going to get a better picture of Jesus by, you know, reflecting different aspects of his character to one another and with one another. So that's a, that's a really exciting and, and healthy uh, perspective. And we're, we're really excited for, for CCUC and, and how you're going to be leading them, you know, in the years to come, I think for both of us, because it's the church that we grew up at and where we got our ministry start, you know, as, as volunteers or just as a part of the ministries there, um, it has a special place in, in our hearts. So yeah, we are, are hopeful and definitely praying for you as we wrap up the, the podcast. Um, we were just wondering if you had any advice or encouragement that you would share with someone who is currently serving in a Chinese church, um, what would you say to them? Hey man, two, I guess two things kind of come to my mind, uh, John is a uh, one man stay, stay especially close to God. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of passe to say something, but it's so man. In my years and my experience, man, I could tell you, if it wasn't for God, man, I there's no way I would be able. I would I wouldn't be make it through seminary if it wasn't for God and my walk and relationship with Him, uh, man. And so it's so vital and, and important uh, to say yeah, to foster your love relationship with God, to walk closely with Him day in and day out. Um, you know, I'll never forget in in seminary. Um, one of my professors asked, you know, we're, and the, the topic was on the, the role of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he asked, you know, um, he asked this question. He said, you know, if it was theologically possible for the Holy Spirit to uh, leave your church, would you notice him gone? Um, I was like, well, <laughs> but it also kind of struck me too. Yeah, if it was theologically possible for the Holy Spirit to leave me, would I notice him gone? you know, and um, it's been such a privilege through, through my years and just my walk with the Lord, just to know him more and to be loved by him and to be nurtured by him and to seek his wisdom and counsel and comfort. Uh, you know, God's brought me through so many horrors and tragedies of life and ministry. Um, and if it was, yeah, it's, it's all God. And uh, so, yeah, make sure stay especially close to God because we tend to be, especially in ministry, you know, man, it's a 24 seven. It's do, 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 do what's the next hill to climb what battle to fight, you know? And um, yeah, it's a vital important for us to maintain our walk with God, but also too, uh, the second thing I think I would say is to understand that you have, you have more, you have more influence than you think. Uh, you have much more influence than you think. I think sometimes, um, 
especially uh, uh, English pastors or when you're dealing, sometimes you, you know, we come with some amazing breakthrough ideas, right? That we love to unleash in the church. And we say, why can't, you know, why can't the other congregations or a leadership think, why can't they get on board on this? And, you know, can't they see how much this would be enacted for God's glory that more people come to Christ? And, you know, and I, I just really want to encourage somebody uh, to know that, you know, you have much more influence than you think, uh, that God's, uh, your, your hands aren't tied, um, you know, that God can still work in you and through you, despite all the cultural differences, despite um, that great idea uh, not happening right here, right now, um, that you can still exert influence. You might even not even have the title of senior pastor or lead pastor or whatever, um, but God can still use you. Uh, you have much greater influence than you really think. Don't buy into that lie. I just want to encourage you to just be able to just, you know, just show up, just serve, uh, just love them anyway. Uh, you know, that's, yeah, just be there to serve, love, um, man. And, you know, and with that, um, is influence. Um, you just keep on being you. Uh, you just keep on pounding away. And, and, and over time, uh, yeah, you, you'll see how God can use that in great and mighty ways. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I know that there is a ministry leader or a pastor out there who needed to hear that because I know I needed to hear that. And so thank you for sharing that, Bob. And thanks for being on the podcast with us today. We appreciate your insight and your thoughts and sharing your story. And uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for the honor. God bless you guys, and may God bless your ministries as well. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us, and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time.